People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome back, wrestling fans, to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host, Joe, with my brother here, Matt. Hey, yo. And we're here for episode 25, believe it or not. And, we survived uh, this one. We, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had no doubts, but uh, it's still weird to hear the word 25 come out of our mouths. So, um we are in the background, as always. We have something playing, and uh, this week <laughs> it is the December eighth, nineteen ninety seven edition of Monday Night Raw during the Attitude Era. For no particular reason. For no particular reason, um, just something to have on for for inspiration, I guess. <laughs> uh, if you're keeping track by episodic number, it is uh, Raw number two hundred and thirty seven. So. There you go. It's available on the WWE Network in its entirety. If you don't have a subscription, you can get one through us, uh, possibly at a discount, over at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word, by the way. Holy crap, I haven't seen this. Yeah, we're watching the the beginning, the opening video where there's like uh, warehouse. warehouse and dogs and Ahmed oh Johnson. <laughs> With a two by four. <laughs> With a two by four. <laughs> I always hear bad shit about him and like the way, like just the way he worked was fucking horrible. Yeah? Yeah. I I didn't mind him uh, growing up. I thought he was decent. But Same uh, here, you know. but he's clearly not around anymore. Like he doesn't even do indie yeah, spots here and there. So that's there's, true. there's got to be something to it. Hey, look, Pyro. You don't see that anymore either. That Pyro looked like it was like going towards going, the fans. Going towards the fans. <laughs> I remember that Pyro because I've I've been to a few uh, Raws during the Attitude Era. Signs and uh, yeah, all the signs. But that fucking Pyro was louder than shit. So I was uh, I was at Raw. The last Raw I was at, believe it or not, was two thousand three, and Kane came out twice. And at that time, like, he didn't have, like, that opening song first that led into the pyro. It was just the pyro pyro, right away. (laughs) And where we were sitting, we were very close to the the stage. So, I mean, you got that boom pop right in your ear twice. Oh, God. So, it was fun, but it it hurt a little bit, too. (laughs) There's a massive amount of signs in the crowd. That is crazy. Yeah, you certainly don't see that anymore. I, just not just WWE. It's just everywhere. Kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not, a lost it's, start in it's wrestling. Not, it's not a thing to do anymore. It's an Espanol, in case uh, in case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're here today to talk about something that happened on our Raw back in July, uh, as we're now in August, and I'll let you do the honors. Well, it, I, I think it's it, it's a little fitting, being that uh, you know we're breaking new ground, doing our twenty fifth episode. What better way to celebrate it with uh, the announcement of another groundbreaking situation in uh, the world of sports entertainment? 
on the July 23rd edition of Monday Night Raw 2018, Stephanie McMahon announced the first ever all-woman's pay-per-view for the WWE. Huge fucking news. Yeah. Long time coming in my book. It's about damn time they get their own pay-per-view. Yeah. It's going to be called Evolution. It's going to take place October 28th of 2018 at the historic Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. They don't do that that venue very often. Anymore. No, it is it is a lost venue for sure. That's oh man. Growing up, obviously that was Vince's backyard mm-hmm. being in New York and they would run shows there all the time, especially house shows if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I'll never forget when the NWA is uh, more more so the Crockett promotion of the NWA. Yeah, decided to start running shows there, and I'll never forget. Like I think it was one of the first couple times that they ran a show there. They had double booked all of the seats. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> and so there was the duplicate tickets, and they oh my god, it was just a complete fuck up. You had so many people pissed off. I don't know if they ended up refunding everybody, yeah, or or what have you. But yeah, there was a lot of Holy pissed off shit. wrestling fans. I digress. Uh, <laughs> Evolution, the pay per view it, again. It's going to happen in October of 2018, so later this year. And uh, to kick it off, they they announced um, obviously the the two major women's singles championships will be on the line in respect to the WWE Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship. Both will be on the line. And uh, they're going to add to that the NXT Women's Championship will also be on the line that night. And now they have just added the United Kingdom Women's Championship to also be defended that night. So four women's titles from their their four brands right off the bat as part of the show. And then they will also have the final May Young Classic, the second annual May Young Classic, the final match of that tournament happening that night at the pay-per-view. Which should declare the number one contender to the NXT Women's Championship, if I'm not mistaken. So there you have it, at least five matches already booked for the pay-per-view. So much potential in this event. Where, I guess we're going to fantasy book it. Okay. Where where would you start? What would you like to see? What would you, what, what don't you want to see? <laughs> that might be an easier question to answer at this point. Especially with WWE. Well, I mean... You're talking about WWE, and you're talking about a very gimmicky company that focuses on sports entertainment, but you're also talking about empowering the women's revolution, or evolution in this case, and even if it's for one night only, which I hate saying that, but for one night only, put the wrestling first. Obviously, you're you're focusing on showcasing your, your, your female talent to be... A legit force in, in in your company. Don't fuck it up <laughs> by making it a bunch of gimmicky bullshit 
that it, it's going to end up leading to more of a, of a joke than, than anything else. So be very careful when you do stuff like that. You have the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship on the line. I'm very proud of, of, of the, the fact that you know women are, are finally getting their dues in, in professional wrestling, in this case, WWE. I hate to be a, a downer here, though, but there's, there's, a, there's a big part of me that, that really thinks that uh, your Raw Women's Champion going into this show is going to be Ronda Rousey. And I have a major problem with that because, again, you're, you're trying to showcase the best of the best, right? Okay. Ronda Rousey isn't that. She's far from it. Um, I don't know who you book in this situation, but Ronda Rousey should be a part of this show because I think she's the future uh, aspect of WWE. But I would really, really hope that they don't make the mistake and putting Ronda Rousey in, in the spotlight here. And here, and, and Alexa Bliss, even if it's just character saying it, is completely correct. A glorified rookie in the spotlight where somebody else should be. Somebody like an Alexa Bliss, a Mickey James, a Sasha Banks, Bailey, people of that nature over Ronda Rousey any day of the week. So. That's where I, where my constructive criticism kind of takes place. It's make sure you have the right people in the right spots. Because this is a big deal. This is the first ever all-female pay-per-view for WWE. They like to say it's all first ever all-women pay-per-view ever. That's not. I mean, if you think it is, watch <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> um, uh, one of my favorite... Uh, Companies WWN has fifty-two all female wrestling pay-per-views in, yeah, their, in their books, and, and that's man, that's what's kind of bittersweet about all this is that whenever the WWE does something major or or significant like this, they usually try to play it off as something that they came up with. Yeah. You know, and like uh, a couple episodes ago, you and I were talking about uh, ladder matches, and oh yeah, they they were the first ladder match. In yeah, their according yeah according to them, they were the first ladder match, and when they have on their own network that counters what exactly what they're saying. Yeah, so, <laughs> oi, but yeah, I mean, and that's that's the unfortunate part of this because you you're absolutely right. Um, there 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 are multiple independent organizations out there that run shows pay-per-views mind you almost every every month or every other month and you like how do you just ignore all that especially when some of the talent that's going to be either in the May Young Classic or or on your pay-per-view were were from these organizations yeah. at one point you know so it's like to completely put the kibosh on all that, it's like what the fuck. Looking at some of the uh, the talents on the WWE Raw roster, again I mentioned Alexa Bliss, I mentioned Bailey, uh, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, but here's some other other people to to consider that I would obviously put over Ronda Rousey, Ember Moon. Oh man, my favorite. Yeah, Ember Moon, Natalia. Season vet, yeah, yeah, hell yeah, dude! An absolute uh, a legend in the making. 
the the three members of the the riot squad ruby riot sarah logan Liv morgan not putting them in that match but certainly at a higher level than ronda rousey as far as in-ring performance could of course yeah and there's other people on there but you know i don't they're not worth mentioning (laughs) (laughs) see ronda rousey is is booked later this month for SummerSlam against alexa bliss and it's looking like a clear favorite to win I hope I'm wrong on that, and uh, and Alexa retains. But uh, even if she doesn't, um, somewhere between then and October, take that belt off of her. Put her put her in the card, but take that belt off of her. But going back real quick to what you said, that's that's always been my gripe about the WWE, is that everything else doesn't exist. And I understand you're trying to uh, market your product, and you're also talking to. And I'm going to sound like a major heel here, but you're talking to un- uneducated fans who don't know any better, that don't know about Shine Wrestling or Shimmer. And, Thank you for following us. Um, and that's how they get away with making these statements. Yeah, and, you know, you know that that's exactly it. I mean, you look at somebody like, uh, you know, Diana Prazo and, and, and Tony Storm. They just came from uh, World Wonder Ring Stardom. And you're telling me that just you're the first of its of your kind? No, you're not. You, you've <laughs> you've uh, you've took you've taken other promotions and you used what they've already done for your company, and that's good. You know, it's good to, to say we're you know we're the first ever in WWE, but don't try to push on the intelligent fans that this is the first ever. You know, it's but. It, it, it happens all the time. It's like when they have, you know, these these first ever matches, or I'm using quotation marks with my fingers, first ever matches when they happen in New Japan, you know, like uh, like what they were gonna do originally with AJ versus uh, Shinsuke, until they were pretty much called out on it, like, oh yeah, it technically happened before, but you know, <laughs> yeah, because had had the internet not taken over. They would have built it as first ever. Oh yeah, first De- ever, definitely, definitely. It's like they, what they did with uh, Andre and Hogan, first time, first time ever. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, if if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think it was Harley Race was the first one to body slam Andre, and it happened years before Hulk Hogan did it at WrestleMania three. With that being said. It's just a smart business move, but uh, it, it happened uh, around the same time. I want to say uh, actually three days before Stephanie McMahon's announcement, the uh, World Wrestling Network announced they were going to include all of their family live events. They're now included in their Club WWN subscription. Yeah. So kudos to them, and that is that is huge news. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar, uh, this includes um, Evolve Wrestling, I believe FIP, FIP right? Full Impact Pro. Uh, Ace, uh, American Combat Wrestling, American. which is hardcore based. Okay. Shine. Shine, which is all women. Style Battle, if they do a season two. Sweet. Uh, there's also, they just hooked up with uh, Kaiju Big Battle. There's a southern promotion of that. And they also brought back ICW Hardcore Wrestling. Uh, that was a defunct promotion that was defunct since 2003. That's brought back. So that's also part of all of that. So all of those family, WWN family live internet pay-per-views are now going to be carried on Club WWN as part of the nine ninety nine a month subscription. 
dude, $9.99 a month, you can't fucking beat it. Um, and it actually start started uh, July 20th. They kicked it off with Shine 52. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, congratulations to the to the uh, all the female performers over at Shine for the 52nd pay per view that they that they're hosting through WWN. If you don't know what WWN is, if you don't know what Shine is, or Evolve, or Full Impact Pro, or any of the other organizations we just mentioned. We're going to do you a favor. For new subscribers to the Fight TV app, where you can get all of these awesome wrestling organizations, we're going to give you 20 bucks for free. 20 bucks to spend on any one of these damn shows. And that could mean two free shows, could mean three free shows. It all depends how you use it. But... In order to get all that information and sign up for Fight TV as a new subscriber, you're going to have to download the app, but do it through our website, and we're going to give you $20 in free credit right off the bat. Get yourself, get your feet wet, and uh, experience some some new, better women's wrestling than WWE. I can tell you that right now. Absolutely. Shout-outs to Shine. Shout-outs to Shimmer. Um, man. And all the other women women organizations that have been doing it well before yeah, WWE. Absolutely. Um, they, you know, it's it's no skin off their back when, when WWE takes shots like that. But for me as a fan, it's aggravating because, again, you have those uneducated fans. and just like, oh, man, first ever. It, it kills no, it, it, Dude, it kills me. Because then, <laughs> like, and as a performer, you, you, you're, you potentially face that situation where, like, okay, Say you're working for Shimmer or Shine or somewhere else. And you work there and you get to the point where, guess what? The WWE is looking at you to come and hire you to be a part of their their company. And it's like, how? I would be conflicted. Because it's like this entire time, you're fucking trying to pass off your women's pay-per-view as the first ever. And it's like, bitch, I just took part <laughs> in like... <laughs> You know, fifty to one hundred of these things. Yeah. You know, so that would, that would be very conflicting for myself. Right. But uh, really quick, if you definitely want to introduce yourself to any of those organizations and watch some awesome fucking wrestling, go to twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash fight. That's F I T E. Download the the Fight TV app, and uh, we're gonna get you twenty dollars worth of free credit. So there you go. To, to enjoy some wrestling, man. Can't beat that. So going back to the the show, you say you want to fancy book it, so let's fancy book this this bad boy. Let's start with uh, the Raw Women's title since we're, we're, we're just talking about who shouldn't be champion. <laughs> who should be in this match? You know what? I, I don't know if you agree with me or not. And, and as of right now, I hate to say this, but you know you've got you've got your like hand few of I'm sorry your handful of dedicated performers that that can actually carry the show, carry a title and whatnot. But you're again they're not being used properly, and so for my money, the way things are right now, Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss has to be in that title match. I agree because uh, depending on what they want to do with that title, if 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 it's not on Rousey, 
coming into this show, into this pay-per-view, then there's a possibility they're going to put it on her at that show. And if that's the case, you're going to want somebody like Alexa Bliss in the ring with her. Because Alexa Bliss will be able to put her over and do it successfully. Yeah, I can't really say that about a majority of the women's roster. Now, obviously, I'm not talking about um, Natalia or Mickey James, people like that. But for my money, she's hot right now. She knows what the fuck she's doing in the ring. She's got to be in that match for me. I don't know who she's going to go up against, but again, like I said, if if Rousey's not champ at the time and hasn't hasn't been champ at the time, more than likely they're going to make her champ that night. There's always part of me that anytime you do these, and again, I'm when I say the first ever, I of course I mean first ever for WWE, but you you have somebody that's been there during a time when women were still pretty much just second nature you know they they just were second class citizens second class they were citizens, they yeah. were attractions and you know they were, yeah yeah exactly you're absolutely right and you have somebody like natalia who's been there through that time through that era and since she started it was very much you're going to take me seriously even if i have to go up against people like kelly kelly and and eve and Maurice and you know women who had no talent in that ring, you know they're just eye candy. I'm still gonna have, try to my best to have a good match with them. When you do something like this and you have a special uh, a show of this nature, you know in this case an inaugural show, I think it's always great if you reward those that help pave the way, especially somebody who is still relevant today, and that's Natalia. So. More than likely, Natalia is going to be one of the the, the low, lower likely people to be used for this match. But if I had to put a match together for the for the first for the first ever Raw Women's Championship at a first ever in WWE Women's Show All Women's Show, I'd go with Alexa Bliss versus Natalia just because you have the best all around now in Alexa Bliss. I mean, in-ring and character, she's killing it right now. And then you have Natalia, who just really needs a spotlight. That's all she needs. She can carry the rest herself. You give her that, and she'll definitely carry you know, carry the match and carry the, the angle to where you want it to go. And she doesn't need to win this match, but she's going to give Alexa the better match, the better storyline angle, and at the end, both women are going to get over no matter who wins. And that's kind of what you should want in a situation like this. Again, this is not just an, an ordinary... And I, again, I'm, I'm even comparing it to SummerSlam, where it's an ordinary situation where it's just get her over because this is who we're, what we're trying to push right now. It's get the whole product as a whole over that when, by the time this is over with, every single match should be holy shit these these women are legit all 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 around not Alexa Bliss is legit because she got this rookie over who really doesn't deserve to be here yet <laughs> and you know save that for another time save that for fucking WrestleMania for all I care because believe it or not this has more significance for women than WrestleMania does so that's the reason why I go with 
the better match, and that's why I, I in, in in the sense of having somebody more experienced in Natalia, I just look at it as one of those things as you know when I say be careful to what you who you put in there because you book it incorrectly. Yeah, you're gonna get people who are gonna watch on the network and all that stuff, and you're gonna get you know people at the venue, and it looks like you made your short term dough. But long term, it has a pretty negative effect because it's like, yeah, you guys really didn't come that far to begin with. If this is the best that you have to offer, I wholeheartedly agree. I feel like I feel like Rodney Dangerfield right now. There's a movie he did called Back to School. Oh, I love that movie. So okay, good. You're familiar. So for those of you who are not, there's a scene in there where he's in his first day of business class, and he's he's yeah. obviously a successful businessman. And he's trying to, the business instructor is trying to teach class, and Rodney Dangerfield keeps interrupting him with, like, real-world expectations of this fictitious business that they're trying to create for the class. And finally, the business teacher's just like, you know, you do things in the real world, and it involves, like, mafia payoffs and and greasing, greasing the wheels of this, this, and this, but... That isn't how a legitimate business should run, and 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 things of that nature. I feel like we just had that conversation. Like I'm Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> like I I wholeheartedly agree with yeah. you. I want it to go that way because right. you're right. It, they really have to be careful because if they want this, if they want the 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 women's division to become its own thing, which it it should have been already. And have that success and have that that proper growth and following. You want to you want to do it correctly. You don't want to go go for the cheap like the cheap approach. You don't want to yeah. half ass it. You're absolutely right. If 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 I had it our way, it would be Alexa Bliss versus someone like Natalia. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be Natalia. Just somebody of that nature. Somebody that knows what they're doing in that ring. But the realist in me, you know, I said what I said because I, I really truly believe, like, that's, unfortunately, that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. They are going to put uh, someone like Ronda Rousey or uh, fucking Carmella in, in the oh, SmackDown, yeah, yeah. In, the, in the SmackDown uh, match. When it, it really shouldn't be them. If they want this thing to, to have a, a certain lo- level of uh, legitimacy yeah. and integrity, they'll listen to us. But guess what? They probably won't. Yeah, because we're just we're yeah, a bunch do, of wrestling yeah, fans. Yeah, what do we know? Yeah. <laughs> we're watching uh, Raw again. Uh, it's 1997, so South Park is brand new. Oh, that's right, yeah. The <laughs> Those uh, those shirts. He's got a, a South Park... Uh, road dog, yeah, road dog, and and yeah. badass Billy Gunn of the yeah. New Age Outlaws are in the ring with uh, Dude Love, <laughs> and they have they have South Park T-shirts on, and on the back he has Oh You Didn't Know, which makes no sense to South Park whatsoever, but it's just, it's just funny because they wasn't the only one. I remember uh, Golga from the the Oddities would have the the, the Cartman doll with them. Do you know the story behind that? No, I didn't know. So they were trying to figure, not to get off topic here, Mm -hmm. but they were trying to figure out, um, believe it or not, Golga is John Tenta. Is it John Tenta? Yeah, it's John Tenta who played the shark and Earthquake. Earthquake, 
So yeah, John Tenta is oh, Golga, okay. and so they they wanted to capitalize off of Cartman. Okay, and they were trying to to get away with kind of having like a bootleg Cartman <laughs> character come out, and and I guess it was originally pitched as he he wanted to come out as Cartman. Okay, and obviously because of licensing rights and whatnot, they never got the approval. So it's like, well, what do we do? So there, that's how Golga came to be. But the uh, Trey Parker and uh, Matt Smith is his name, or no? Trey Parker, Matt Stoner, Matt Stone. Okay, yeah. so they were okay with them having the the doll out there. Like, he could carry the doll, but he just couldn't come out as Cartman. Okay. So that's why he carries that fucking doll. <laughs> yeah. Fucking WWE, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> um, let's go back. Let's go to the SmackDown Women's title, which is currently held by Carmella. Uh, she is set to defend that championship later this month at SummerSlam against Becky Lynch. Fuck. You know, if there was ever a time... For Becky Lynch to get a fucking title, it would be at this show. Yeah, I I want I would really if if it were me, Oscar versus Becky Lynch at WWE well, Evolution. See, that would see that, that's that's what we think of like because that's the match that I had too. The only the only wild card that I, I throw in there is Charlotte Flair, because anytime you have something like this, Charlotte Flair is is almost guaranteed to be a part of it. I'm getting to her. Okay, all right. <laughs> but for for that SmackDown Women's Championship match, I would love it to be Asuka versus Becky Lynch. See, this is one of those things that just is mind-boggling to me. Now, and I understand you have long-term uh, storylines and all that shit, but Asuka comes to SmackDown, and Becky Lynch is back from an injury, and it's just like, we're wasting so much time with Asuka versus Carmella, and you're not going to give the title to Carmella, I mean, excuse me, to Asuka at this point, because you're just not. That's how, that's how you're booking it. You're booking Carmella to retain that title. Why couldn't she face anybody else? Just give her anybody else. Give her fucking Naomi or something. Like, save Asuka for, like, the more talented people. You know, especially if you're going to do two pay-per-views in a row. Like, do it the one time. Do whatever you want to do with it. She doesn't win the title. And then move on. Go, go to something, like, better. You know, Becky Lynch is fighting... I iconics or whatever the fuck I I iconics or how many fucking eyes are in it? <laughs> She's fighting all those fucking eyes, you know, week in week out. It's like, what about Oscar and Becky Lynch? You know, when are you when are you saving that for? This is the perfect time to do that. So you have that. What how I would book it? Even if I don't want, I don't want it to be a short reign, but I would book Becky Lynch win the title of SummerSlam. And then Oscar winning it finally at uh, at Evolution. I could tell you right now that's probably not going to happen. Damn it! I can't book anything correct. <laughs> um, the only reason I say that is because if you do if you do enough uh, research and and digging and listening, you come across a, a fair amount of wrestlers or wrestling personas who will all make the statement that Vince. Has a hard time accepting Asian wrestlers, whether they be female or male. 
Okay. So, uh, if you can think back to even when Taka Michinoku was signed and became the first light heavyweight champion. Yeah. Like, that almost did not happen. Because Vince just was, he's just, for whatever reason, not sold on... He don't like Asians. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to come out and say it, but, yeah. Well, I'll come out and say it. I, I, let's, let's face facts. Vince McMahon doesn't like anybody that isn't uh, Caucasian or Samoan. Because that seems to be everyone that's been champion in that company. I don't want to speculate, but let's call it for what it is. Yeah. It, it's fucking bullshit. It, it is bullshit. Absolutely. So, uh, that's why I say Asuka probably doesn't win that title. Which is, again, it's bullshit, but, again, I'm I'm, I'm Rodney Dangerfield, and you're the business <laughs> instructor. You're Philip. <laughs> Asuka, leave. Leave the company, because they're not ready for Asuka. That company has never been ready for Asuka. No. Absolutely not. And she could easily go, she could go to Shine or Shimmer or just about anywhere else she wants to go. Go back to stardom. She, she could go back to stardom. And damn, I, she, she would, I could tell you right now, she would probably be much happier and, and, and have like a more fulfilling career. I would assume she'd be making a, a decent amount of money being that she already has a name built up. So... Yeah, she she should really leave. Cause I don't I don't see anything good happening for her anytime soon. And we're talking going into October already. Yeah, she had her her streak broke at WrestleMania. Okay, now I was I was surprised by it, but I was I was fine with it. But back to back losses to Carmella. You book Car you you push Carmella, but you have a problem with Oscar. Man, there's something wrong with you. There's yeah, just something it's... majorly fucking wrong with you. Um, but anyways, you have other championships on the line. You have the, uh, NXT women's championship on the line currently held by Shayna Baszler, who is set to defend that title at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn later this month against Kyrie Sane. And if that's the case, she'll probably still be the champ. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one, this, this particular title is a little tougher to book. And the only reason I say that is because... Obviously, you have two awesome performers in Kyrie Sane and Shayna Baszler, who has definitely come into her own. Yeah, um, you have them too, but we're—it's going to be an interesting time to see what influx of performers we get after the May Young Classic happens. How many of those defect into NXT mm-hmm. and become uh, part of the women's roster there, and then uh, also. How many of them go to the UK, the UK right. NXT UK, and and become part of the roster there? So we'll see. We'll see um, what actually happens. If we're talking about current roster members, yeah, I would love I would love them two to go at it. And uh, I really, really like where Shayna Baszler is at right now. And what she's doing, I just don't know if she's that... I don't know if they're going to build her up to be that dominant to carry that title all the way through to October. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. You think Kyrie Sane takes it at SummerSlam? I mean, at, uh, at, NXT, at Brook, TakeOver Brooklyn? I don't know if she takes it at TakeOver Brooklyn, but I, I would say definitely before October, if not in October. Um, I'm looking at some other other names here. Candice LeRae would be a, a good... Fit for that match. Yes. 
Um, Nikki Cross would be a, mm-hmm. a great a great pick for that match. Um, those those that's probably where I would personally leave it. Uh, some some other uh, other names stick out that they're trying to push, but I don't think they're quite ready yet. Bianca Belair is very young. Yeah, uh, she still got some work to do. Dakota Kai is another one that still needs some work. Um, Lacey Evans is another one that needs some work too. But all good talent that's uh, that's coming up. So, but um, yeah, I, I I'm intrigued by that one. That that's one of those two where you look at it and. Maybe maybe you don't go a singles match. Maybe you do a triple threat. Maybe you do a fatal four way to kind of emphasize your NXT roster a little bit more. It's a good idea, you know. So, I I, I, re- I really I really think they have a good ta- a roster pool down there that you can pull from that you don't have to dig too much for outside talent in this case. Um, and not only that, that would be bad because again, you're trying. You you have an opportunity to emphasize NXT as well as women roster. So I stick with the, your everyday NXT roster in this in this sense. You know what I want, and and this is this is another just another layer that confuses me when I go to book this match because. I want a rematch between Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler. It doesn't even have to be for a title. That match they put on at NXT TakeOver Chicago. Yeah. Oh, my God. I fucking love that match. Absolutely, That was a badass match. Absolutely. Great storytelling Mm -hmm. on both parts. And uh, just, dude, that's what you want in a match like that. That's like the perfect example of, of what a wrestling match should be. I want them to go at it again, and uh, the selfish part of me wants it to happen at this pay-per-view to showcase what what is possible in women's wrestling these days. And again, it doesn't have to be for <laughs> it doesn't have to be for a title. Let them go at it. Yeah, uh, there's some things I want to say about this card, but uh, I want to I want to go to. The, the next one, which is going to be probably the toughest one for us to speculate because the, the, the brand hasn't actually taken off yet. But you have the uh, United Kingdom Women's Championship that's going to be defended. Uh, or at least it says it's going to be a match. It could be for the inaugural title. You know, I don't we don't know yet. Uh, the UK tournament, or excuse me, the UK, the WWE NXT UK brand is set to take place uh, later this year. I know taping should be starting. I think in August this month. Yeah, I want to say I want to say late late this month. Late this month, okay. Or uh, early September. Because they're gonna they already have a, a UK champion. Uh, there's gonna be a, a UK women's champion, UK tag team champion. Um, as far as signed UK talent for the NXT UK brand, uh, you have Charlie Morgan, uh, Isla Dawn, Ginny, Killer Kelly. Uh, Nina Samuels and Tony Storm. Tony Storm. <laughs> <laughs> so you just do like the the Triple H thing. Just, just give her the title. I'm fucking with you. I know. You. No, <laughs> I I would. I, would. I I totally would. Um, out of that, out of the, out of that group, she definitely is the one that stands out the most. Dude, she she's got it figured out. She's got it all figured out. 
you you're you've got lightning in a bottle right now. You just signed Tony Storm. Yeah. You better put a fucking title on her right away. Right away. And and she has she has the in in ring ability to carry that title for a long period of time. Legitimately. Yeah. With integrity. Like don't fuck that up. I'm glad she's gonna be part of the NXT brand as opposed to Raw or SmackDown. I really like the way that uh the UK as a country or as a group of countries to handle their their talent because she has it all figured out you you tend to forget she's 22 years old yeah she's only 22 she's a baby dude you know and she's got figured out though she's been doing i mean because they they start wrestling in their early teens yeah so so many for many of them and Man, like that's that's crazy that she's that young and she's this crazy, like talented, sought after performer wrestler. Uh, so yeah, Tony Storm should be in uh, the that UK Women's Championship picture uh, right away. Uh, she should be your inaugural champion. So if you're gonna decide it that night, I would definitely pick uh, her to win it. Um, if you're going to have an opponent from that from that group, I would go with Ginny if she's healthy. Yes, I know she's uh, she's she had an injury that why she couldn't compete at the UK tournament that took place in June. But she's ready to if she's ready to go. I would go Ginny versus Tony Storm. I absolutely agree. If you haven't seen that match before, you got to see that match. Wow. And we're going to before we go, we get into the. The May Young Classic, because as you mentioned, you have the the 2018 May Young Classic tournament final match, which, if I'm not mistaken, is also for the for a title shot, the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I could be wrong about that though. But uh, before we get into that, you have we we booked the title matches. Mm-hmm. I know you mentioned stuff like Charlotte Flair. Yes. What do you have in mind for for the rest of the show? This is exactly where Charlotte Flair comes in. Again, she's one of those performers who doesn't need a title to do what she does in that ring. Yeah. And we have neglected to mention at least one other person that I would like to see on this card, and that is Sasha Banks. Yeah. I would book them against one another in some sort of, I don't want to say gimmick match, but some sort of match. Uh, If I had it my way... It would either be a another Hell in a Cell with them two, or a women's like an Iron Women's match, or you know, Last Woman Standing match, something like that. Because those two can carry that fucking match and make it a success. The only other person that I would want in in a match of that caliber is Oscar. Yeah, you know, Oscar versus Charlotte Flair, but. Yeah, you need you you. This is the kind of stuff that you should be showcasing on this card in order to to give it a long lasting integrity, and you have the performers to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, we could sit here and, and like half ass book this and be like, oh, just uh, you know, we got all these women. Let's just throw them in a fucking battle royal. What good does that do? It's fuck. That's a, just that's uh, what does Joey Danella call it? Uh, clusterfuck. <laughs> it's it is. It's just a clusterfuck of a match. 
Like, I would not put that on this card. No Battle Royal? No, battle, no, no battle Royal. Not even for, your, like, your shittier talent? No, not no. even for the shittier talent. You know what I would do for the shittier talent? Tag match. Tag match, gauntlet match, something of that nature. Yeah. You know? But no, no Battle Royal. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, that's what I was going for. I didn't have, like, a specific person or specific group of uh, women for the match, but... You know, definitely don't do all singles matches or tag matches. Like, do some at least one specialty match. Showcase that, you know, I mean, they've already done it. They've already done Hound Cell. They've already done Iron Man or Iron Woman. That I believe they've done Last Man Standing or Last Woman Standing, I believe. Could be wrong. But find a way to put in a specialty match to say that the women are willing and able to do any match that a man's able to do. Um, and not just for, the, sake, for, the, for the, the the fact of equality, but just for, again, we ha- one thing that I hate about WWE is that they, anytime there's a women's match, they have to emphasize this is a women's division match. Why do we have to do that? We know they're women. Yeah. Like, we, 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 I can see, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell that they're women, okay? Like you don't, we don't need to say this is a women's division match because what that means is this is a specialty match, a special attraction match. That's what that screams at me, and I don't want that anymore. I don't want it to scream though. This is a women's match because that's what women's matches were back in the day, and by back in the day, I mean <laughs> last decade. You know, it's oh, this is a you know the women are being cutesy and think they they can do what we can do. No, they can. They they should be able to. So drop that. Drop the whole women's division match. And if you have a specialty match, and I do like Charlotte Flair versus Sasha Banks because those two always delivered in any match they were in against each other. But what you have now is a complete package show where we have singles matches, we have tag team matches, we have specialty matches, even if it's just one. That's 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 fine. It's plenty, because uh, you don't want to get too gimmicky either. But it's it's one of those things where it's just we have a little bit of everything. It's again, professional wrestling is uh, the ultimate variety, variety show. show. Yeah. So therefore, that's a great way to emphasize that. So that's where I was going with that too. Again. Tag team matches is a great way to emphasize uh, the not quite ready to be on their own talent. And yeah, I know she's the SmackDown Women's Champion currently, but Carmella's on that list too. She's she's not a very good in-ring worker. She knows she's not a very good in-ring worker. She's a good character, but that's about it. So put her on that you know on that platform. You know if you're gonna. You know, you have Lita, Tristrash, and Beth Phoenix going to be a part of this uh, show. Don't know if they're going to be in ring. I, I hope not. But if that's the case, you certainly don't want to waste time having singles matches or things of that nature. Right. Put them in specialty tag matches. Let them do a couple moves. Get tag them out of there and be done with it. Yep. Um, it's a good way to pay tribute if you want. If you have to do that, but. You know, you, you don't want to waste time either. So, uh, yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of other things you can book there. And we're going to talk about this more as we get closer to the event, when we get things that are more 
Uh, concrete. Concrete, yeah, exactly. Because, uh, again, you know, we're in August, and you know, we got to wait till October for this. But let's talk a little bit here about the 2018 May Young Classic, the, the, the finals. Again, will take place at uh, WWE Evolution on October 28th, Nassau Coliseum. But actually, as of this tape, as of this recording, we already had the the tapings done for the other rounds of the um, the earlier rounds of the Mayan Classic. Uh, Joe and I have not uh, seen anything. It's going to be aired in uh, episodes like the first. Uh, like the, the inaugural Mayan Classic, so we didn't read any spoilers. We're just we're basing off of just our our knowledge of wrestling, and you know, and again, they're just predictions that could very well be wrong because it's really hard to predict these things, especially in WWE. But you have this roster. Anybody initially stand out besides Tony Storm on this uh, May Young Classic tournament? Diana Perrazzo. You only say that because she's uh, Marty Skrull's girlfriend. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, she bills herself as the... Uh, the, the uh, virtuoso. The virtuoso of the Fujiwara armbar. <laughs> which she does very well. I mean, she's, she definitely has a down pack. But uh, I, besides her, um, I'm probably butchering her name... But uh, the former Japanese wrestler Io Shirai. Okay, sounds that sounds like you you hit it right. <laughs> that was a big sign. It was a huge signing. Yeah, uh, absolutely. She definitely stands out. Again, I don't know. You know, I hate to say it, but Vince has a thing about Asian wrestlers. So, although an Asian wrestler did win this last year, though. Yeah, so, but again, it's a tournament. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's a gimmick. Yeah, it's strictly a gimmick. There's, you know, they they don't put any integrity into it. Now, do they do you, do they have a better chance? And I'll, I'll even include the NXT, uh, both UK and I guess United States NXT brands. Are they safer as far as Asian wrestlers? Because that's Triple H's. I yeah, out? I wholeheartedly believe that. I I really do because I I think if if uh, if that weren't the case, we wouldn't see um, certain talent get signed yeah. for contracts, and then uh, we wouldn't see them showcased at all. And let's face it, he's done both. Yeah, I mean, you look at Asuka and, and even going to the men with Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, both were uh, dominant champions when, while they were down there. So, yeah, I, I, in this case, I would, I would say uh, Shirai definitely has... Uh, a shot, um, and I think I think she has a shot to go deep, depending on where the. Uh, uh, yeah, I, we don't even have brackets in, in front of us at the moment. No. But, uh, in, in case, uh, depending on what the brackets hold, I think she has a, a good shot to run deep. I don't know. I don't have her going all the way though. Then you've got uh, Isla Dawn from Scotland, who uh, yes, great talent, awesome talent. But again, like we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you've got Karen Q, who uh, is big is big on the indies right now. Yeah, she's um, unfortunately she's not really the 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 type that they usually go for. She's a great worker. She's a tough tough woman too. 
I've seen her take some shots, some stiff shots, and she just takes it. Unfortunately, I got her probably dropping out in the first round. Well, and plus, and plus, she's from China, so fuck Asian wrestlers. <laughs> um, Asia, we love you, by the way. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we've got all the love. Just Vince McMahon doesn't. So you've got Mercedes Martinez also in here. She's back. She was in the semifinals last year. Losing to uh, Tony Storm yeah, in the semifinals. Again, a legitimate contender. Uh, Tony Storm. Oh, my God. Please put... Just let her win everything. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> Book her uh, twice that night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rhea Ripley is, is another up-and-comer. She's from Australia. Yeah. She's in this tournament. Uh, and then there's one, uh, there's one that I'm conflicted about. You have, uh, from India, you have Kavita Devi, mm-hmm. who was in last year's May Young Classic. Yeah. She was all prepped to sign a contract. If I'm not mistaken, she did sign a contract for, it was a developmental contract, okay. and then she ended up getting fired. So, for her to come back and do a second tournament, I, I, can, only, I can only think, if that's the case... And I'm not mistaken, um, she's probably just a filler entry, unfortunately. That's what it looks like, yeah. So, interesting character, too. Uh, she's, she's, uh, her stature's pretty big. She yeah. runs, like, what's, uh, six foot, maybe six, six foot two. She does power like lifting, too. So. She's a power lifter, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's not like she's, uh, unintimidating. But uh, for whatever reason, she didn't work out the first time around. So for her to come back, either she's made some drastic improvements to her performance, or or something. I don't know. But uh, um, you also have uh, Mia Yim, who's well known for uh, her time in Impact Wrestling, representing South Korea. Representing South Korea, although she lives in uh, California. <laughs> um, Killer Kelly is one of my favorites in this. I don't think I don't see her running very deep because. Um, what I saw from her, her short time in, in uh, WWE, uh, as far as the UK tournament, they didn't seem like they were willing to push her the way that I thought they would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, Nicole Matthews, I, I, I've seen her work in, uh, in Shimmer Wrestling. She's uh, representing Canada. Hello, Canada. And you have the returning, I don't know how I feel about this one, but the returning Caitlin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is back in this one, too. So, uh, who, by the way, doesn't look anything like what she used to when she left, at least in my opinion. No, she doesn't. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know if she had, she had work done or... I, that I don't know, but uh, I, I know... <laughs> not to get off topic here, but uh, I, I know for sure part of the reason she left to begin with was because of J.R., JR. Yeah, JR apparently uh is uh is pretty sweet on her. Ah. And um being creepy, huh? Yeah, he was being creepy and okay. uh she was like, "Yeah, I'm not having any of that." So Gotcha. For her coming back, like don't get me wrong, she's obviously a beautiful woman, but mm-hmm. uh there's no reason to be creepy about it, JR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't uh... He's he's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, she's back. Yeah, she's back. She's back to wrestling. Uh, Casey Catanzaro, if I'm uh, pronouncing that correctly, she's going to be in it. I, I don't. I've never seen her in ring work, but I do Neither remember I. her from American Ninja Warrior. 
She's well known for that. Yeah. So she's very athletic in that sense. Don't know how her in-rig work is going. It says she made her debut last year. So she's pretty brand new. Not to be alarmed because if you remember, uh, Bianca Belair was pretty brand new. Like a year, years in mm-hmm. wrestling. When she did the Mae Young Classic last year and she obviously turned out to be a, a, a pretty good talent. Um, that's the names that we recognize. There's some other names that I don't, I don't know if you have any other names that you recognize, but uh, those are the names there. For me, Deanna Perrazzo is a standout. Tony Storm is a standout. Uh, Ginny is also, and I don't think we mentioned Ginny, she's also in this tournament. Uh, she's, I think she's still currently the, the Rev Pro Women's Champ. Uh, I'm don't quote me on that. I'm not sure. I'm not sure either. I gotta imagine she's gotta be uh, a favorite. I don't, I don't know where Caitlyn's gonna fit in this. I, I just I don't know. I know she's gonna be a fan favorite for a lot of people because uh, she's a former WWE wrestler, former WWE Divas champion, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. I just don't know where she fits in all this. Then you have like good names like Killer Kelly, Mercedes Martinez. Mia Yim, I like to see him go deep. I just don't. I don't see him going very deep. Uh, Mercedes Martinez deeper than the other two. I mean, again, she was in the semifinals last year, but I just I don't quite see that again this year. You also have uh, entrance like uh, Zuxis, who's uh, a Puerto Rican luchador, luchadora. I'm sorry. She still has uh, a mask, right? Yeah, okay. and uh, she's. She's done at least ten years in CMLL. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she, yeah, she's very seasoned, well-rounded. She also does tours of Japan, okay. so it's she's it's, she's not coming into this blind. But realistically, and she's not I, Asian. She's not Asian, but realistically, I think she's just filler talent. To be honest, with yeah, you. yeah. There's there's always going to be that filler talent, but it's 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 it sucks when it's. Somebody that actually has talent. Yeah. You know? So, I, I, I'll go first. If I if I had to pick somebody out of here, I think Tony Storm is uh, is a top pick. Although, that contradicts the, the, the UK Women's Championship. If I'm sticking with that, I think the the next pick for me would be Deanna Perrazzo. Who would be well deserved in the sense of WWE because she was in WWE before. She got treated like crap. She was just filler talent, and she did it with a smile on her face and she she handled it professionally. Went left to to go to the minor leagues. <laughs> became an absolute star, and now she's back. And if they're smart. They do everything in their power to make sure she sticks around because she's a legit talent. That's going to be uh, if they, if if done properly, Vince could be dominating the main roster soon enough. Absolutely, I don't know if she's my overall pick. Okay. I, I'm going to go along the same lines you are. So Tony Storm first and foremost. Yeah. If they don't fucking give it to her, which God, they're fucking idiots, but. <laughs> I could see Deanna Prazo, but I think Triple H breaks breaks uh, some rules, and uh, we see Shirai. We see Shirai win it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I can get behind that. Like I said, I I have my doubts about how deep she goes, but 
she's also a huge, huge signing though too. So it's uh, not quite the Tony Storm stupidity, but yeah, if you don't <laughs> run with her, like if I, if you and I are booking this, I find a way, you know, to to get her at the very least semifinals. Yeah, oh yeah, at the very least. So. I mean, obviously, the deeper you go, the tougher it is to book, in my opinion. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, That goes yeah. without saying. But uh, but there you have it. Tony Storm is is our overall pick. If not, I got Deanna Perrazzo. You got uh, Io Shirai. And those are going to be your, 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 your winners, whether you like it or not, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have no idea. We have no idea. That's, that's, why, uh, that's why we play the games. But um, that's going to, again, culminate at the very first all-women WWE show. <laughs> Pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, yes. Uh, it's going to be Evolution. It's, it's stuff between two interesting shows. You're stuff between the Super Showdown in Australia and then the second annual NXT TakeOver War Games. So you, you got a pretty good like span of some interesting shows to to end the year. So that's that. That's the uh, pay per view thus far. Again, we you and I we're gonna touch more into the Mayan Classic and the evolution. Not, not touch May Young. Not touch May Young. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any part of May Young. Um, <laughs> And we're going to touch more on uh, the uh, Evolution pay-per-view as the card becomes more concrete. As always, we want to hear what you have to say about this. What's your feelings on the overall announcement? And what are your takes on uh, who should be in those matches? Again, this is a very important pay-per-view. So, sound sound off. off. Yeah. Yeah, sound off. Collect your thoughts over the break. And you and I, we got some bills to pay, so uh, we'll be right back. Right back. This episode of the 20 by 20 crew is sponsored by Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial, and you get instant access to thousands of movies and television episodes. You get to borrow Kindle eBooks. You also get unlimited free two-day shipping with no minimum order size. You don't have to purchase. You can cancel anytime and still show the 20 by 20 crew some love. You can sign up for Amazon Prime through the 20 by 20 crew by visiting our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the support. And now let's get back to the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for hanging in there with us. Uh, episode 25 is uh, halfway in the books. And uh, thanks for supporting us for for our our adventures through the first 25. And uh, here's to 25 more. Yes, thank you. We're coming back from the break, and we just got done talking about the uh, WWE's historic all-women uh, show slash pay-per-view. Uh, we're going to change gears here, and I've got to ask you something that uh, that has been on my wrestling mind for some time. I've always wanted your opinion, and it seems like uh, I always either forget to ask about it or it just never comes up in in conversation. Okay. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a lot of our wrestling conversation here is very organic, and it it, it just happens. It, ha- it we we go off on our own little tangents. And uh, we don't always get to cover everything we come up with. So, 
That's the problem with uh, with not having scripts, but uh, we're not gonna have scripts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and on that note, um, it's really relevant pertaining to Slam Anniversary this year. You and I have watched uh, many different organizations, many years of wrestling. And there's one thing that, that, first of all, you and I both agree is a lost art in professional wrestling. And that is the art of selling. Yeah. But more so, to add another layer to it, uh, masked wrestlers. Masked wrestlers and being able to sell effectively to your audience. Something I've always wanted to ask you about. Where do you stand? What are your thoughts? In in my circle of conversations when it comes to wrestling, independent of you, it it's it's very hit or miss for a lot of people. Like you you get um, not that not that the most of the people I talk to watch the current product anywhere, but um, you know you have Sammy Callahan and. Pentagon Junior or Pentagon Dark, whatever he's calling himself these days. I think he graduated to Pentagon Dark now. You have a, a situation like that, and if you've watched a handful of Pentagon Junior matches, suffice it to say, he can sell. Yeah. So, what about what about him makes him an effective seller, and does it have anything to do with his mask? I think it's certainly it's a case by case situation and that's a very generic answer because I think anybody uh, mask or, or not not mask is a case by case situation but not every mask is built the same uh, with, with, with Pentagon though let's, let's take away the facial expression because you have a mask on right so you can't you can't see the facial expressions the way you could if I wasn't wearing a mask or if they weren't wearing a mask. However, you look at a guy like uh, Milmaskris, who was notorious for being stiff and not selling moves. Uh, <laughs> very notorious for that. But the problem is, isn't necessarily the facial expressions, it's the body language as a whole. You know, you're not selling... You know, if you're being slammed to the ground, you're not selling your back being hurt. Um, even if you're getting punched in the face, you're not... Even if you can't see the face, you can see a reaction of you got headbutted in the jaw or you got punched in the face. No matter what you do in that ring, you know, whether I can see your face or not, you know, as we see Kane on the screen, if you're supposed to sell a move... It's all about the overall body language. You know, if you get hit in the leg, you know, if somebody's working the leg, you sell that leg. You know, even if you can't see the agony in your face, you know, you look at a guy like, I don't know why he popped in my head, but uh, somebody like uh, Psychosis in his older mask, where it took up his entire face pretty much. Rey Mysterio Jr. in his older mask especially took up his entire face. You know, if you work that leg, you still got to sell that leg. And you might have to find different ways of doing it. It could be holding that leg. It could be tweaking your 
your move set. You know, if you're working the leg and you're a high flyer, you're not. Maybe you don't do high flying moves because at the moment, because again, you're selling the injury. You're selling, you're selling all that. So, a good wrestler, master on mass, and and Pentagon Junior, Pentagon Dark, or Penta Zero M, yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to call him, uh, is going to be able to sell the move. Because he understands wrestling, he respects wrestling, and if somebody is going to put him, you know, put him in a move, set of move sets, he's going to sell it, and he's going to make sure the fans see it one way or another. So, the generic answer, but I, I, I think is the best answer is, no matter who you are, and you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna sell it and make it look good, uh, even if you are restricted from facial expressions, which. I think you and I are in agreement. It's probably the easiest way to sell a move is the the looks on somebody's face. At least for as a fan standpoint, yeah, it's easy to say that guy is in pain, or at least we he's supposed to be in pain. So it's it, it's it's an it's an intriguing thing, and you look at some some of the the Mexican talent, or not necessarily Mexican talent, but the mass talent. It just happens to be a lot of lucha libres that uh, luchadors that have the mask, and it's interesting to see how they interact with the storytelling of a wrestling match. And unfortunately, you still see those that are putting moves and they just bounce right back up and it becomes very much acrobatic. And the whole storytelling concept of the art of selling still fails. And that's why I still feel, even in certain, even in the better wrestling promotions, the art of selling is still kind of a, a lost art. Do you think this? Do you think that point of view of you know masked wrestlers can't sell for shit? Do, do you think that has anything to do with lucha libre as a style or strong style? I think it definitely has something to play with that for sure. Because one guy that constantly comes up in this conversation with with people independently of you. Is Jushin Thunder Liger? Yeah, and he's he is by far my all-time favorite Japanese wrestler. I personally have no problem with the way he sells stuff, but there are a overwhelming amount of fans who don't like his in-ring work, and part of it is because uh, because of the generic excuse or or reason of he can't sell. Like, how do I know he's hurt? How do, you know, because uh, unlike, uh, you know, Pentagon Jr., Jushin, his mask is completely covering his yes. face. You can't, you can't see anything. Right. And uh, you can hear him scream in pain, but that's about it. Other than that, like, he has to use his body language to sell everything. It becomes tougher. There's no doubt about that. And I think that's... You know, I'm looking at uh, the Triple Mania card. You know, you look at a guy like Psycho Clown. There's another guy. The the entire I try, I try not to look at Psycho yeah, Clown. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm afraid of Clown, I folks. Know, you and clowns don't don't really mix. <laughs> but uh, Psycho Clown is a uh, is a huge name in Triple uh, A, and that mask is is, is a full face mask. Yeah. You know, um, very Halloween esque mask, if you will. Again, it's 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 definitely tougher because again. The immediate thing when somebody's in pain is the look on their face, the look of agony, the you know whether they're being put in a move or just had a move done on them. 
it's usually in the facial expression. So when you take that away, you put yourself in a disadvantage. As a fan, I think it's it's important for you to understand that as well and be fair. You know, to Justin Thunder Liger, who is definitely one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And just because you can't see his, his facial expression and you don't understand the way he sells it, because he does sell. Yeah, he does. Uh, just because you don't understand doesn't mean it's not there. You have to kind of... You, you kind of have to take a step back from what you perceive as selling and see, really watch what he's doing. And then you'll be able to understand it. He's not stiffing anybody. You know, he is selling those moves. It's just not the way that you're accustomed to. But again, it's just because he wears a mask. That's basically where that comes from. It's the the, the style of, of wrestling affects it too. There's a lot of... Uh, you know, keep in mind, Japanese wrestlers are very custom to strong style wrestling, very stiff style of wrestling, and selling is different in where where he's from. It, it always has been, and for the foreseeable future, it will continue to be that way. So you have to put that in perspective as well, that the style of wrestling is different. I say the same thing about Lucha Libre, where the style is different, you know, Doing certain moves doesn't necessarily warrant you to, to lay in agony. You bounce, you bounce back up and you do your own set of moves. And it's a different style compared to what you see here in the United States for a lot of things. So when you start to see, whether you jump to New Japan or jump to AAA or CMLL, or you see that style of wrestling happening to your wrestling that you watch, it's one of those things that you have to kind of take into consideration because it's not going to be the exact same thing you know it's it's like taking a, a japanese baseball player and taking him here to the united states and it's like his game's a lot different and it looks weird and it doesn't always work as far as the american audience is concerned but it doesn't mean it's not working as the overall formula for what he or she is trying to do I want to ask you about a few guys in particular. Okay. Explain as 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 little or as much as you want to. Okay. Uh, La Parca. <laughs> La Parca. <laughs> especially like think back to his WCW days. Full like, full body suit, man. Yeah. Um, definitely Lucha Libre style. Uh, definitely worked a lot of uh, shorter matches at that, at that time too. Mm-hmm. So there really wasn't much selling at that point. There was definitely just a lot more Lucha Libre, uh, high-octane style. Um, but that's another guy that would be at a disadvantage if you do it today. And you let's say you did a you know, 15-minute match, and you're, you're now talking selling matches, selling moves. That's, be again, another guy at a, like very much like a Juice and Dunn Liger where you're at a disadvantage because... You have absolutely no facial expression at all. Nothing. You know, the only thing you could do is scream in, in that mask <laughs> and show the body language. But again, for, for what he was doing at the time, especially if you're talking WCW, it worked because they were just supposed to be high-octane high matches and uh, there really was no down spots where you're trying to sell a really big move until the very end. Prince Puma... Who everybody else knows as Ricochet. 
But I want I want to talk about him as Prince Puma. Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's kind of an intriguing example of the guy that does it with his body language. He, he sells pretty well with sells, his body language. Sells very well with his body language. I think that's just the the level of the the different style of wrestler. You know, again, you're talking a guy that you know broke in with guys like Chuck Taylor. And uh, guys of that nature, where you are working longer matches and you're working story-driven matches, so you're used to telling a story. You put a mask on your head. You know you don't you don't necessarily change what you do. You just alter it. So whatever you're doing in your face, you just emphasize that even more with the rest of your body. And he, I think he he's a great example of that style of, of what. What I'm trying to say with 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 the whole mask and selling it kind of thing. Blue Demon Junior. Uh, Blue Demon Junior was again very much the uh, the lucha libre style. Um, you gotta remember too. He, if I'm not mistaken, he's he's definitely an older wrestler. Yes. And so you have that old school mentality style as well. Definitely, definitely stiffer than what you would like. Out of that style of wrestling, but again, I think that's kind of the the conflict in in, in the styles of a wrestler is you see that with older lucha with lucha libre guys, the it just seems like I don't know the Mil Mascara style where it's just no sell, no sell. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying that he didn't sell, it just it just wasn't. I don't know. It's just not where you would like it to be altogether. Here's another one that intrigues me. Uh, Mil Muertes from Lucha Underground. He doesn't have to sell. He's always beating somebody up. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, he's very physical Lucha. Mm-hmm. Almost bordering on hardcore a lot of the times. Well, yeah, when he was... Uh... Even back when he had no mask on, like that was what he was known for was yeah. hardcore style wrestling. Um, but Mil Muertes, actually, I know you're not quite caught up with season four right now. No, I'm not. But uh, I'll just leave it at this. Like, I, hang, I hang my head in shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I leave it at this. Like he really is showcasing uh, character, even in just by his eyes alone. First of all, and I know as as a live audience, you can't really see his eyes. You know, you well, don't not have... all the time. Yeah, uh, it all depends on the ca- the camera work. Right, right. Um, but I'm even talking about like the live audience too. Okay, just being able to see oh, the right, eyes. Right, right, right. But um, you have a guy that's uh, he he very much belongs to uh, Katrina. Like that's you know you have that angle going on, and it's you know the same thing with. Um, um, uh, Montanza, where it's just you have like this. Here's my next one. Okay, <laughs> you have this like humble monster, if you will, and they showcase it by you know when Mil Muertes, you know he'll he's his beast, but you know when she's present, it's she drops the shoulders almost. He he drops the shoulders almost. Well, yeah, like, he's he's supposed to be undead. Yeah, so he's he's succumbing. Same thing with Montanza. He's he's succumbing to their master and they, like they the way they portray that even though you can't see the face it's very much you know you know with Mantanza because he's uh 
Hawaiian dude playing a Mexican. <laughs> Jeff Cobb, if you didn't know. Um, but uh, it's it's very much like just your your show. Your what you're what they're doing is using by language to a T because again you can't see the 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 face. You know, you lower the head, you do as you're told, kind of thing. Obviously, when you're uh, when the when the bell rings and they're in a match, you know they're they're as dominant as can be. But uh, yeah, very two very good examples of guys wearing masks that uh, are are selling for storyline purposes. Because especially for right now, I mean, where they're at right now, they're not really selling in ring because they they're just dominating matches. But uh, when Mantanza fought. Um, uh, Pentagon Dark and got his arm broke. I mean, he sold the shit out of that. <laughs> you know, so it, it can be done. It's always an interesting conversation to have because it's something you really don't think about at first glance when you're watching someone with a mask wrestle. You're just watching them wrestle. Right. And then it, it, it kind of takes a while. And uh, I don't want to sound like I'm picking on a lot of the old school guys, but. A lot of the the guys who I talk to who identify with like, being fans of old school wrestling, yeah, you you do have a lot of that. Like it's almost a bias to where like oh you know all those fucking luchadors can't sell right. <laughs> That's the no maskers thing, man. Because you can't you know you can't see their facial expressions. But it's like you know I hate to I hate to disagree. Because uh, uh, disagreeing with people like that, usually I end up in a long, heated conversation. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think it all. The, I think you're right. I think it all depends on the. It's a case by case basis. Yeah. On depending on the luchador, and either they know how to sell with their body or they don't. And and even if they don't, it doesn't mean they're not doing their job in the ring correctly. Right. Because they could be just wrestling a certain style that doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot of body selling, but that that would potentially take away uh, a little bit of the performance for uh, for at least myself. Right. So. So last week we touched a little bit on the Sammy Callahan and Pentagon Junior match from Slammiversary, and. Spoiler alert at this point. Uh, actually, I spoiled it last week. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pentagon Jr. wins it. He retains his mask. It was mask versus hair in this sense. Lucha de apuestas is very commonly used in professional wrestling all over the world now. Uh, obviously, it was something that was made popular in Mexico. For those who don't know, masked wrestlers, masked luchadors, that's that's everything to them. You you lose that, you lose so much honor and credibility. So it's an intriguing thing here because now you're talking, you're talking storyline driven profession here, professional wrestling. It's fake, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and you have predetermined endings here. If you're a mass wrestler, I gotta ask you this: Like, are you, are you putting your mask on line? Are you saying, yeah, I'll take it off, I'll take that risk, I'll take a shot at this, and 
how, like how does this work you know like, yeah i don't i don't know like you know over the years you hear about um like hair versus hair matches yeah where a guy is like oh i'm going bald i've been looking for a reason to get rid of my hair Let's do a hair versus hair match. In the case of Molly Holly, she was donating for cancer, so it's like so, let's yeah, put let's in a match. Just put in a match. Yeah. And and that was always that was that was the smart way of doing that kind of a match where right. you could get you could kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. They should have did that with Baron Corbin. And and get more out of it, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I, uh, Jim Cornette will, is the first one to to be all over that. Like, wait a minute! You're you're gonna shave your head? Don't don't do it just yet. <laughs> Let's have a hair versus hair match, right? Because that was super huge and super over, especially in in the territories that he was a part of, right? And like, what better way to to juice up the crowd than hey, I'm gonna put my hair on the line? So it, it only made sense. But with a mask, it's your identity. It, you're you're giving away your identity. You're giving away everything you've built up underneath that mask and I don't necessarily understand other than money I don't understand the reasoning behind giving up your mask and even then money is to me it's just to an extent like you can only not to sound like the million dollar man but I'm sure everybody has a price sure yeah but there's a lot more you're giving up and I know over the years like WCW they were shelling out the dough left and right, and not that that makes it a good reason, mm-hmm. but they definitely paid the you know guys like Rey Mysterio uh, and Juventud Guerrera, right, a lot of money to take that mask off. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's really intriguing. I mean, you, you look at mass wrestlers again; that's your livelihood, and. Uh, you know, Triple Mania that's happening later this month. Uh, it's going to be on August 25th. We'll have more details as it gets closer. Because I'm pretty sure that's going to be on Twitch as well. Uh, but you have two matches that are... Uh, mask versus mask. Versus mask. mask. You, have, you have one that's hair versus mask. You have uh, Fabi Apache versus Lady Shani. Uh, Lady Shani is putting her mask on a line uh, against hair. And then you have uh, Psycho Clown versus El Hijo del Fantasma versus L.A. Park versus Pentagon Jr., that guy again. <laughs> uh, mask versus Mask, which you and I are pretty much on the assumption that the person who is pinned or, or submitted is going to be the one that has to take off has his mask. Has to take his mask off, yeah. Um, so you potentially could have two unmaskings in one night. You know, last year at Triple Mania, we saw the legendary Dr. Wagner Jr., Lose a mask versus mask match against Psycho Clown. And I want to point out, too, that was your main event. You had uh, a match that had, uh, I forget the, the third participant, but El Hijo de Fantasma. I want to say Texano Jr., and then, but you had Johnny Mundo. I think it was Texano Jr. Oh, okay, Texano Jr. Defending three championships, your three top championships. Uh, and that was not. The main event. The main event was a mask versus mask match against Psycho Clown. Yeah, and Dr. Just, just to show you how important that is. Like and, that was the main event yeah. over any title. You know. Yeah, and 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 one of those guys were going to lose their identity. And you look at a guy like Dr. Wagner Jr., uh, who's a uh, who's a bad guy, a Rudo, if you will, uh, in, in Mexico, and uh, he. 
always had the mass to you know to bank off of because I, I imagine you know people like uh, you know like Psycho Clown can go out in public and people not know who they are you take that mask off now you're a celebrity you know you have that but you also have the humiliation of, of taking it off because that's frowned upon still after all these years it's still frowned upon and it, it happens all the time. It happens all the time when you have people taking their masks off for these matches. And it's it's really intriguing that, like, you know, that's, people are willing to do that. Yeah, money's got to be involved, but, you know, we talked about in the show before the long-term effects of taking off a mask. I don't know if I, if I could do that. I just, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think I could. I don't think I could either, especially the longer I got into my career. I would just be like, no, there's no fucking way. Yeah. There's no way. Um, one of the mask versus mask matches that I wanted to bring up yeah. is uh, it happened in, uh, I believe, season two of Lucha Underground. It was Sexy Star versus Superfly Yeah. in a mask versus mask match. And to my knowledge... Probably one of the very few intergender matches at that. So I, I believe so, yeah. And uh, Sexy Star won, so Superfly had to unmask. And he, the, the way the storyline went, he ended up getting his arm broke by Pentagon Jr. anyway, so he left like almost immediately mm-hmm. after and didn't come back for a few months. Yeah. But that's not always the case. I mean, and even when he did come back... He's like he still performed the same way. I mean, he was a little more vindictive because he had some scores to settle, but he wasn't the same wrestler. And and uh, I think sadly, I think this the unmasking had a lot to do with that. Well, you have to, you know, that's a good point you brought up too, because you know you look at Rey Mysterio. Obviously, Rey Mysterio is a well-known wrestler, but let's look at when he took his mask off. I hated unmasked Rey Mysterio. Him as part of the fucking, what were they called? The The filthy animals. Filthy animals. That was some dog shit story writing, dude. Oh, my God. You ain't kidding. It's like, what do you do with this guy? Juventud Guerrero, when he took his mask off. What do you do with this guy? The juice was loose. Yeah. you (laughs) you You didn't have a whole lot planned with them, and, you know... I praised WWE when, when they signed Rey Mysterio in, I want to say, 2002, that the first thing that they advertised was, he's got his mask back on. Yeah. Because it was just what was synonymous with him. You know, there's guys who go on to have successful careers. Thus far, one year into it, uh, Dr. Wagner Jr., who now wrestles under Ray Wagner, has had a successful career still. Um, doesn't always work out that way. Well, but see, that that makes a lot of sense because uh, for those of you who don't know, Ray Wagner trans- translates to King Wagner. Yes. So it, it, that's like an evolution of his character. Sure. Uh, but with Ray Mysterio, you can't go around having a name like Mysterio and not expect to have a mask. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense to be unmasked, you know? There's nothing Mysterio about right, you. Right, there's nothing <laughs> mysterious about you, so... 
And that, and that was part of it for me. Like even even Ray that, Babyface. Yeah, right. You would have to rename yourself to to evolve your character to change. You know, and he didn't. He was just always Ray Mysterio. Yeah, it just um, it didn't work. I hated those those fucking overalls you wore yeah, too. Or, or, well, what is what else did they call them? Like little Ray Ray. And it's little like, Ray dude, Ray. Yeah. No, nobody's buying uh, that. Was, I'm not buying that. It was terrible. And the worst part about it is that Disco Inferno was in that group. Fucking was Disco like, Inferno. It's like all Latinos. Like, isn't he Italian? I don't. I, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. That group sucked. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it, it's. You look at like uh, somebody like Lady Shani, who is a huge, huge female wrestler in Triple uh, A, and what if she loses this thing? You know, what's going to happen to her career? You know, it, it's it's such a it almost seems like a dangerous thing to do because you you have to alter your lifestyle too now, where it's just like okay, like people know who I am, people know, uh, you know. Go back to Rey Mysterio. They they now know the mystery behind me. Even if I have my mask back on, they know what I look like. You know, so it's I can't necessarily I I can't be the the secret person that I was before. Um, even if you're not even th- talking about the integrity of it all anymore, you're just talking about just the the fact that you're you're now exposed to the whole world to see that never goes away. Especially to you know these days with the internet, so I don't know if I could ever do that. You know, I the hair. You know, if again, if I was going bald or or if I was really planning on doing it, yeah. But if if somebody you know if Jim Cornette came up to me and said, "Hey, I got an idea. Like, we're gonna we're gonna have you shave your head to, for this angle." I'm like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> you know. It's not as big as a mask, in my opinion, because you know you already see what I look like. But it's that same thing. It's you know you, you're you're gambling things and you're gambling things in predetermined situations. It's really it's really a complex you know thing. I mean, over the years, it's gotten very gimmicky. You know, we saw that with the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, where it was the streak versus the career. Very gimmicky, but that technically was considered uh, lucha de puestas. You know, it's they're, they're both gambling something. Mm-hmm. You know, even though it was basically a uh, retirement match, as we see more South Park shirts from uh, the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> we are watching Raw two thirty nine now. I think. I think so. Something yeah. Like that. So the the week of December fifteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Almost Christmas time. Yeah, almost Christmas time. As the New Age Outlaws sport their tag team championship belts and matching Cartman t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, the 90s, man. Oh, my God. The 90s. But uh, as we uh, get ready to watch this uh, this match of Do Love and, and Road Dog, we're going to... We're going to call it here, but uh, as always, we want to know what you guys think. Put a mask on you for your career. Do you take it off? Do you take it off at any point? That's that's really a, an intriguing question, I think. And not only that, how do you sell? You know, Are you uh, Mil Mascaris or uh, are you Prince Puma? Which one are you? <laughs> <laughs> Let us know on Facebook, facebook.com slash groups slash 20x20talk. 
you can come chat with us and tell us uh, your opinion on selling and masks and uh, hell, why not hair? Hair versus hair too. <laughs> you can tweet us at 20x20crew on Twitter. We are also available on Instagram at 20x20crew. Keep in mind, folks, starting September 2nd, we will be uh, fresh off of All In and uh, starting our Instagram exclusive giveaway. All you got to do is follow us on Instagram. So make sure you be, make sure you are actually following us and um, answer the, the weekly question. Answer the weekly question correctly. We're gonna post a picture associated with the question. All you gotta do is answer it correctly. That'll enter you into the monthly drawing, and at the end of the month, we will draw for a giveaway prize, free of charge. Free of charge. Uh, one extra thing, real quick. First twenty. Yes, first, uh, first, first twenty correct answers. We'll get this right soon enough, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Uh, we are also on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Uh, again, we are looking for subscribers, always subscribers. We have our own exclusive fantasy booking content on our YouTube channel called The Following Contest. Uh, you can definitely check all that content out there exclusively on YouTube, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube. Please, as always, subscribe. Uh, we're looking for 50 subscribers, as you said, and by doing so, we're doing a giveaway. It's absolutely free for you. All you have to do is subscribe to our channel. That's it. Yeah. You're automatically put into the, the drawing. And then, of course, our, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash 20x20crew. And our home base, our, our, our home arena, if you will, 20x20crew.com. You can find anything and everything there. Old episodes, merch, you name it. It's all there. So on that note, we are we're closing closing up shop again. Uh, until next time, we will see, see you, you in, in the, the ring. ring.